Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. Today we're excited because I'm in the airport. Amanda doesn't want to talk into the mic because she wants to be quiet. We wanted to be quiet because we're in public and you don't like the fact that you're yelling and shouting. But it's fine because nobody cares. It's Toronto. <laughs> so we, we made it on time. We're through security. We're excited to be in Seattle and Vancouver. Manpans was worried. <laughs> Our train was a little later than normal to get to the airport, so I was nervous. And then there was, like, lineups, and then Errol had to check his bag. So it's like one big escape room timer. <laughs> nah, it was fine. We had so much time. We're, like, still an hour early. So I don't know what you're worried about. I wasn't worried if it makes you feel any better, Manpans. Well, they're starting boarding in, like, ten minutes. We're sitting down to breakfast. Boarding is at 8, but the plane doesn't leave until 9. The boarding stops at like 8.45 or something, right? We're not going to take longer than what? Like 45 minutes to eat breakfast? I'm not. This is already getting off to a great start. (laughs) Anyway, we're also super excited. So, woo! we'll see you on the other side. Yay, Vancouver. It is now Saturday, 2 o'clock p.m. Sunday. Oh, <laughs> it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It is the first day. Well, actually, it's my second. It doesn't matter. Who cares about our schedule? We are going to do an escape room tonight, but today we had a chance to have lunch with Brian Hughes, who works at Pandora's Locks in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada, just for all of our international listeners out there so we're super excited because we're we had a chance we just talked at him for like for the last three hours hasn't been how long did we talk at how long did we talk at him for we're not even letting him talk now <laughs> i think it's about three hours yeah we Four got together at 11 sorry, yeah errol's not sorry <laughs> oh he talked too he talked lots and you know we've preached a little bit only a little bit what? maybe <laughs> Anyway, you're heading to... Say bec- welcome. Welcome, Brian. See, I can do it. There we go. The I will. I know, but I'm, I'm a little bit terrified. I'm normally handle this better, but no. I don't know. You're like, say it. Say welcome first. <laughs> then you hand him the mic. <laughs> it's all staying in. Anyway, welcome, Brian. Thanks for talking with us today. Hi. How's it going? It's good. Sorry, I'm going to get a bit closer. So you're going to, we wanted to talk to you. We're going to be doing your rooms later this week, but we wanted to talk to you because you're going to Ontario soon. Yeah, I grew up in Niagara Falls, so I'm going to visit my family there like I do every year. And yeah, I'm leaving the day before you play my rooms. So (laughs) we're we're going to have to chat afterwards. (laughs) So how long has Pandora's Locks been open now? Uh, I opened it three years ago. And yeah, we just hit our three-year mark. Awesome. And what's the market like in Vancouver when it comes to escape rooms? There's like a huge population of enthusiasts? No, not at all. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Where are they all? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of enthusiasts here. There's uh, one particular chain that opened a number of places here that isn't great but uh there's a handful of independent places and some are better than others but yeah i mean there's there's some good rooms here but i wish there were more i mean i i have to leave the city to play good rooms at this point wow i guess 
I guess it's hard to say because it's it's interesting when you go to different areas, you will find like a blossoming industry of enthusiasts, but not so in Vancouver because there's tons of people in Vancouver. You have a population of what? I have no idea what the population is here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there's I mean, there's definitely people playing the escape rooms here. It's just there's there's not as many enthusiasts, you know, and I think maybe if there were more good rooms to play people would you know be like excited about it and they'd want to go do more rooms interesting because i think along the west coast especially when we're going to the states i know there are going to be a lot of great escape rooms so they just so i think you will probably have to be the first to start upping the game right there's a there's a couple of us here that are doing some good stuff but yeah definitely seattle and portland and san francisco like there and la like there is a lot of good stuff down the coast yeah. and it hasn't quite hit here yet so let's we'll, we'll see we'll see what comes in the next couple of years just to as an update errol's sister has showed me that the population of vancouver is six hundred seventy-five thousand people oh that's it oh i thought it was larger yeah, that, that's just the city of Vancouver. That probably wouldn't include all the suburbs of Vancouver. Because in Toronto, you guys have like greater Toronto area now, which encompasses all of it. So if you were to count the greater Vancouver area, it's a million something. Okay. And later on, you're, you hope to go to the conference in Transworld, is it correct? Yeah, I hit the Transworld conference, uh, the, the escape conference in Niagara Falls when it was there, because I'm from Niagara Falls. Nice. And then uh, I missed the Nashville one, but we're going to the Texas one, and I'm excited because we're doing a bit of a road trip afterwards to do a bunch of different things in Texas over to New Orleans. So I've been really looking forward to playing some of the games down there for a while. Me too, but I couldn't go because all the important people went, hey. and they left me. Oh, I'm kidding. As an owner, where you feel you're in a city that doesn't have a lot of enthusiasts. Do you think there are a lot of people that know what escape rooms are and don't care? Or do you think maybe you have to break into the market more? Or what do you say? What do you think? I think there's still to some extent are the people who don't really know what escape rooms are or the people that have heard of them, but haven't tried them for whatever reason. And then even worse is the people who heard about them, tried one, had a bad experience and decided that they didn't like escape rooms. So they don't really, you know, are they're not willing to take a chance to go out and try another one, even though there's definitely a difference in quality between different locations. True. Yeah. So I guess it's, that is hard, right? Because, you know, if anybody who played good escape rooms, then it'll become their hobby and they'll travel the world like we want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you still holding the mic in my face? <laughs> what you doing there? Nah, nothing. I guess. So you did you start as an enthusiast yourself, or did you did you hear about escape rooms and decide to try it out as a business venture? Part of it was yeah, looking into new businesses. I also own a video game store for many years, so uh, it was kind of a natural progression. And I think a little bit of it was okay. I need new business to get into, and this is an up and coming thing. And then a little bit of it is I have a creative side that I haven't been able to express in a monetary way, you know, so being able to design rooms in a creative way in an environment that can also turn a profit seemed to make sense. And then the more I started playing escape rooms, the more I became an enthusiast and I just did my 65th room last week. So we're, we're, we're getting there, we're getting into the, you know, up to the higher numbers, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I find the biggest problem I have now is that I have to travel to play stuff. So there's only so much time you can travel and then, you know, dragging other people together when you're on vacation. And it's, it's difficult to play more rooms. I'd love to play more stuff. 
It's not like you have a business to run or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's multiple businesses, but they're they're pretty good though. I have a pretty solid staff. They mostly take care of everything, and you know, I can I can leave for a couple of weeks without worrying about everything falling apart. So. And you were saying your favorite thing. You're telling us at lunch, but I'm going to reiterate here. But you're saying your favorite thing about escape rooms was was the tech. Oh yeah, I'm all about the tech. I'm all about very high tech automation. You know. Uh, yeah, networked Raspberry Pis with thousands of lines of code. That's my jam. <laughs> awesome. So have you played the video game Factorio? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, since he owns a video game store and maybe, like, you know, likes video games, it's... Oh, have you heard of Factorio? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Ryan, for for joining us for lunch and for talking for three hours and for being on the podcast. We did all of you a favor not recording us talking for three hours. (laughs) Oh, it was an interesting talk, but you know, it was just me talking for three hours. So I don't think that's interesting to anybody. Uh, Well, I mean, no, but I'm joking. I enjoyed it. So, and, and, uh, yeah. You have to say that because you're here. Yeah. <laughs> and if people wanted to find Pandora's Locks, where could they go online to do so? Uh, Pandora'sLocks.ca. Nice and simple. It's a play on words, man. Pants. Yes. Thanks. Do you know of what? Pandora's Box. Oh, yay! <laughs> terrified of like what trick trick question is this that's going and and the irony is that even though it's called pandora's locks we don't use combo locks (laughs) we have have very few locks in the whole venue (laughs) i was that was more worrying than i thought with the pandora's locks thing i was actually scared about like what if it's not box i don't know anyway thanks again brian and have fun on your trip cool thanks it's been fun we're tired because it is now what is it one o'clock in the morning for us yeah. and it's but it's 10 p.m here and we just finished bubble tea but we did we also actually finished two escape rooms over at find and seek and we're having a grand old time my sister's still upset that she misses her daughter but who cares so <laughs> I am actually here because Margo joined us. That's exciting. Hi, Margo. Hi. She's Hi. one of, you know, board game group, and she we dragged her along, so that's brilliant. And then we also have my friend intern. Her name is Alvina. Hello. And she actually works now, yeah, but I'm she's, no longer an intern. <laughs> she used to intern at my work, and so it was great. That's how I met her, and then I remembered she was in BC, so we were able to do a room together. How do y'all, how do y'all feel about the room? Ooh, I like the first one. Yeah. I like the first one. The first one was good. Yeah, we started on, on a high note, and then we got to a, a second one, which actually isn't a terrible one. It's just we got to a terrible part in it. Do you want to talk about that, Errol? I feel sorry for the Game Master. We love you, Russell. I don't expect you to listen to this, but, you know, and it's not his fault. And he asked, well, how did you like the room? And I said, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I was a horrible person. And it was only because... There was a really overly difficult logic puzzle in the middle of it, and it just deflated us because it was just too much. There was just too much of it, and in the end, I just set out, okay, I'm calling in a hint. Just tell us the answer. That's all I want. I, I don't want you to give us hints. I just want the answer. 
because nobody was having fun anymore. Yeah. But it's the room started off well. I liked the very first hint that we uh, very the very first puzzle was fun. Yeah, there was a great wow moment at the beginning and we all cheered. We yeah, yeah. we did what they wanted us to do. We cheered. It was so fun. And then Logic puzzle by what's it called? Logic puzzle by committee. Yeah, logic puzzle by committee. It's right. never, never fun if it goes on longer than five minutes for sure. Uh, and just imagine watching it. So I got to. Oh, they yeah. let me sit in and watch because I'd already done it before. I did it like an, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and uh, so they let me come in and watch you guys and uh, to watch you struggle <laughs> with it for. 10, 15 minutes, I don't know how long. It, it seemed like a long time, and I just kept wanting to help, and I just had to sit and not say anything. Yeah, Margo was good that, good that way. I don't remember the time when you came into a room where you just did it with us, even though you'd done it before, and I completely forgot you said you did it before. And so I kept trying to include you in. Did I tell this on the podcast already? I don't know, actually. And it's just like, come, Margo, you did this. And it's like, no, I've already done it. And I thought to myself, wait, how did you already do it? I don't think we did it before. Oh, you can do it again anyway. <laughs> and then I kept trying to pull you in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. I'll just stand over here unless you need my hand to do something. And there were some little cool parts yeah. in the room that I yeah. wished we could have seen when we were happy. Do we want to name the escape room? Yeah, go for it. So it was find and seek. Yeah. That's that's correct, right? Yeah. yeah, find and seek, and it was the one that was recommended to us in Vancouver, and we did enjoy it. Yeah, like Errol said, there's some really neat parts to it. There was some nice little reveals, and for the most part, we enjoyed it. It's just that 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 one puzzle really dragged down our experience, and poor Alvina got to experience us in full diva mode after that. Because <laughs> no. I've never, I've never, I don't think I've actually been to an escape room with you guys no. before, so it was an interesting experience. <laughs> in a yeah. good way, in a good way, in a good way. Sure, Alvina. <laughs> she thinks we're like divas. How are you doing, Lizette? I'm sorry. Oh, for pity's sake. You were there. Look. I don't know. Did we actually, are we including the part where all she's doing is just yelling out, I'm sad? I guess now we have to. Yeah, we're going to have to because it's becoming a running joke. Sorry, I know that your sadness is not a joke. Yeah, it? Yes, it is. Okay, it might be a little bit, but it's, you know, yeah, I think we should include it. I'm hot now. Oh, you're hot now? Okay. Anyway, we did enjoy it. It's just that one puzzle. Was, oh, Harold's talking about his butt. <laughs> so we should sign off. So we're off to... It's getting steamy in this car. It's getting steamy in the car. Oh. It's actually quite cool here in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, it's very cool. Hopefully, you know, like, police don't come by wondering why it's so steamy in this car. Ew, Errol. Ew. <laughs> that's weird. Everyone's just like, that's weird. Let's go. This is a weird night. Okay. Uh, and tomorrow we head off to Seattle. So that's exciting. Yay. now officially in the states Woo! i think we're in seattle i don't know where we are we're in seattle. are we on seattle I, I i have different pictures of what seattle looked like only because we are in we are we are in the residential area yes. so we're not like in the hipster area where all the cool people are we just stopped at our airbnb, airbnb and we are off to do an escape room we're going to hourglass is that correct i think so yeah correct. oh exciting Okay, hourglass is cool because I think we sent them something. 
like for beginner for beginner escape room tips i think we sent something for their website and now now that is how many years later i think to myself i have different tips oh, yeah? for beginners yes and that would be always recheck your work and never be insulted if somebody wants to either input an answer or work on a puzzle if you're on it for more than five minutes then just give up and give it to someone else that's actually good advice yes why wouldn't it be a good advice why are you thinking that i i don't know like i don't know whether there's gonna be like a troll or whether there's gonna be you know it could be like i have different advice it's not my butt it's full of poo. Wow. That's the kind of thing. That's, like, that's slander. I wouldn't say that ever. Wow. You make me sound so horrible. Poor Russell. Poor Russell. That's going to be the good phrase of the strip, isn't it? Yeah. Poor Russell. I was, I was so angry, though. Not angry. I was just annoyed. You were ragey. Yeah, I was ragey. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know why we're not driving. Oh! Oh, we're okay. ready to go. Okay, so I have to find the address. Okay. But, like, I have in, um, Wi-Fi. Okay, that's in my face. Yeah. I, that's that's, that's That's... I'm sad. Oh, for pity's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a smooth drive down so far. Uh, how about you, Margot? Are you excited for Seattle Escapes? I'm very excited for Seattle Escapes. Can't wait. Do we need to explain who Margot is? Because Margot has always been here, and then sometimes she appears in the podcast, but we don't really say who she is. Do we ever? Has she? No, I have. Does it mean like? Oh. We did a thing. One of the escape rooms in a box. Yeah, she was did the Stargazer's Manor. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is all very nonsensical while we look up directions, but Errol's hot, which... Whoa, man pants, I'm a married man! Oh my god, I can't believe I just set myself up for that. Oh my goodness. I think we have like... Okay, okay there's, there's chaos now, there's stress, there's chaos. We're gonna go. We're gonna meet Justin soon, I think, yeah? Justin, Cryptex Maker Justin? Nevin. Nevins. I didn't know it was Nevins. I'm tired. Okay, check you all in a bit. We are here with Seth of Hourglass Escapes, but we have to run because we have to go to the other room, but we're here. Great, great to meet you, Seth. Uh, great, good to meet you guys. Excellent. So, and we just did their Evil Dead 2 room, and it's really cool how much, it's really cool because when you're a fan of something, and then you put that dedication and that um, attention to detail in a room, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And so I take it you're a fan because you've seen it so many times. I've probably seen the movie a couple, two, three hundred times, and so has everybody who worked on it, you know, everybody who worked on it has seen it dozens of times, yeah. And so it was a lot of fun, and unfortunately we can't talk yeah. too long, but thank you so much, Seth. It's, if you, if anybody wants to see, anybody's a fan of Evil Dead 2, this is a really 
really cool room to do. And because we have to run, though, unfortunately. But yeah. thank you so much. I hope you had fun had watching us die in your room. I, you, no, they, they won with time to spare. They did awesome. Uh, no, it was really it was a pleasure to finally meet you guys in person after hearing your voices for so long. That's because we also I think we, we there's a post that you have that were on yeah. like tips es- for new players. Tips for escape room tips for beginners. And we interviewed you guys and all the other escape room reviewers and heavy hitters uh, to get their tips for uh, beginners. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, thank you so much, Seth. We have to run, but thank wish you. we could talk more because we could talk for hours. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, bye bye. Thanks. It is midnight in Seattle. We have just finished our first. I just finished wings. It is 3 a.m. for us. That is the third time Errol has snatched the microphone out of my hand to do things himself. No, no, no. Yeah, we just finished some wings and beer after our big escape room oh, 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 marathon day. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we introduced Lizette and Margot to Thai iced tea. Yeah. We did. That was a... Actually, I only had it the first time last week, actually. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Anyway... We just did a big marathon day at, first we went to Hourglass Adventures, um, six, well, we went to Hourglass Adventures, we did Epic Team Adventures, um, my brain is melty now, I think. Hourglass Escape, see, I've gotten the name wrong twice now, oh boy. Yeah, and we were very lucky to have some enthusiasts join us today. We we don't have them all here, but we do have Emil, who who came, who is in Seattle and and was able to join us for two of our five escapes today, which was super cool. Hello, Emil. Hey, I just want to say thanks, uh, thanks to you guys, you know, Amanda, Errol. Thanks for inviting me the, uh, for this awesome and uh, adventure. Lizette, thanks for coordinating everything and making sure that I showed up and have a have a place to go home tonight <laughs> and Justin Margo great meeting you guys so yeah this, this has been awesome so people don't really know what my sister is like but she's like a mother hen she's asking Emil so can you get home okay and it's like he's an adult Lizette <laughs> Yeah, Lizette, I'm a grown-ass man, and I, <laughs> I I have a kid on the way, too, so you, 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 better, you better hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. I haven't even said it on my podcast yet, <laughs> so. Uh, but, yeah, Lizette, you're wonderful. <laughs> oh, what podcast do you run? What's it called? Uh, my podcast is called the E-Wing Bang Podcast. If anybody wants to listen to it, thoughts on the Golden State Warriors, I know we just lost to <laughs> your Toronto Raptors, uh, so I have a lot of thoughts on that. But uh, I, I also do a lot of movies and some cultural stuff. Um, yeah, uh, listeners, check it out sometime, and uh, I would love to have you guys on it someday. So. Really? What would we talk about? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, we might be the wrong people to talk to about the Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> we also said that Justin was here too, right? This is like the first time we've ever done an escape room with you, isn't it? Yes, I was very excited to um, finally get to play some rooms with you. Um, I've listened to your podcast forever. We've run Prexit Quest and the Cryptex Hunt, and, and I never got to play a room with you. So 
Oh, 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 and it's really cool because I got a physical copy of the, the last Cryptex punt thing. It was a magazine, and we actually haven't talked about it on any of our podcasts, and so maybe nobody knows what that is, but it's really exciting. I was really excited because it was like... It's it's cool looking. It's a real, it's a real magazine. <laughs> it's not just an online thing that Errol made up. Well, we actually we actually printed it out and uh, in, in book format and it's glossy pages and it's really well done. It worked really really well. So maybe I'll start selling them. No, I'll put them in escape rooms for people to play in the lobby. What is it like playing with half the divas? It's not quite as fulfilling as playing with all the divas, but <laughs> but it was still really fun. Um, it was great. Manpans tried to cut my head off you with a chainsaw. These. Oh, good, yeah. She did try to cut my head off with a, a chainsaw. Um, that was exciting. Um, and the look on her face, just that grimace. <laughs> um, it was a blast. Um, Errol took his shoes off and yeah. sat in chairs. Yeah. <laughs> She always does. I, I, that's what I wanted to see. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm really fortunate because Seattle's my hometown, and so I am getting to show them all of my favorite escape rooms. And tomorrow we've got, I think, five rooms that you're going to do, and they're like... Oh, we have five. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six? I don't know. Five or six. Um, and they're some of my most favorite rooms are going to be tomorrow. So hopefully that will be a really exciting day. I was really excited because uh, uh, here at Epic Team Adventures, I really enjoyed Sparrow. Their very first room, right? It was the very yeah. first room. But the way that it was so cohesive and a full narrative package with puzzles with a beginning and an end that all tied together you know, in a wonderful, immersive way, I was really impressed by that. And even though they have so many other, they have like eight escape rooms here, uh, I, I, I enjoyed that the most. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, and I just want to jump in. I, you know, I, I don't do too many escape rooms myself. I've done maybe 20, 25 in my lifetime. But what impressed me the most was that, you know, you and Amanda were, were really impressed with it. I thought, <laughs> and you know, hanging out with the divas, I thought, you know, that the bar would be set really high. I thought, you know, we need fog machines and explosions or something to, to yeah, yeah, and like ten actors coming in or something. So it, it's nice to know that you know, as as much as I thought that you guys would, or as much as I thought that you guys have seen it all, it, I feel like you're, yeah, you're you're still impressed these days. Yeah. No, I I completely agree with Errol, and I was telling Emil earlier like what we really appreciate in a room. Well, first I enjoy the film noir kind of genre and this room did it very well like that kind of atmosphere but we really we really appreciate when a room can flow very well i think that's what we look for now is like yeah it might not have all these bells and whistles and 10 act yeah, 10 actors wandering in with multiple story paths and everything but it was it was still a solid game and my brain was satisfied and my you know like i was i was completely satisfied with it and the impressive thing was is that this was our sixth room, yeah. and it was probably what what time of it? It might have been midnight for us when we were doing this, right? It was and 10 PM. it's ten, yeah. So that would have it would have been super late, and we still enjoyed it, even though we are at the height of puzzle fatigue. Because the other rooms we were doing were really hard. There were yeah. so many puzzles. They're like uh, the, this won't be a spoiler, but if you were to do uh, the volcano go, what is it called again? 
volcano god breaking down whatever the whole point of it is to do as many puzzles as you possibly can and which we did and so after that then we did maze of games which are games of maze whatever which is another whack of puzzles and so we are really tired and then and then emil saw me cheat here i might as well just say how loud (laughs) i was a horrible person But I didn't get mad at anybody today. Uh, I'm going to say I was actually really impressed with your ingenuity. <laughs> I mean, it's only cheating if you get caught, right? So, you know. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about Errol's reaction to it. Because we're in the midst of solving one of the last puzzles. And then all of a sudden, the end game sequence kicks off. And you're suddenly like, oh, you have solved it. I'm blah, 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 blah. And, and we look over and, and Errol's sitting there like, like it was a complete accident and he goes oh i'm sorry guys i it's the end sequence and it was like what <laughs> it was like was it an accident you intentionally walked over <laughs> I, won't, I won't give a spoiler but i thought hey why don't i try this i mean it couldn't possibly work if i try to bypass it like this what Oh, that worked. Oh, dear. I wasn't ready to start the endgame sequence. It's interesting because there's a lot of technological tech that happens. In, technological tech? Yeah, I know. You can tell that it's late. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But it was really, it was, it, I, was, I was actually amazed by the amount of visual tech that happened in Epic Team Adventures 2. Because there was a lot of it. Wow. Yeah, lots of tech. Anyway. Lizette has started up the car, so I think she's sending us a message. I know the the first the the restaurant kicked us out, telling us like, okay, we're closed, and now my sister has just started the car. She's like, let's let's get because it's three a.m. for us, and she wants to go home, which just makes sense. Poor poor woman, and that's true. We do have another. Woo-hoo. Well, thank you so much, Emil, and so much, Justin, for, for joining us today. I know Justin's going to be joining us again tomorrow, so we'll hear cool. more of his thoughts. But thank you, Emil. It was so nice to meet you in person. Yeah, and it, again, it's a real pleasure to meet you guys. And you guys are an inspiration. I mean, as an amateur podcaster myself, to hear to hear your guys' story that you guys have been doing it for four years and how you guys met and all that, I, I think it's something truly remarkable. And I hope you guys hold on to that. Oh. So are we any different in real life than we are on the podcast? I wonder if people really want to know that. You guys were exactly... (laughs) (laughs) They're exactly the same. You're exactly who I thought you'd be, and and it's a great thing because I... You're everything that I wanted you guys to be, and I had a blast tonight. <laughs> and I recommend any other listeners that if you guys, if uh, the escape room divas come to your town, you know, do your best to meet up with them. They'll, uh, they're very welcoming people. So, well, thank you so much. All right, we are going to go to sleep. We didn't pay a meal in case anybody <laughs> wants. <laughs> this message brought to you by the divas. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow. So it is now Wednesday, our second day in Seattle, and we have just finished our first room at The Escape Artist, and I, we're sitting here with Christine. 
I think. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm just <laughs> like someone said Christine. Um, so we just finished the spellbound rune, which is really spell struck room. Oh gosh. I'm like Errol right now. Oh no. <laughs> so thanks so much for letting us play. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. And what, how long have you guys been open? Uh, we've been open just over a year and a half, actually. But Spellstruck is our newest, and I believe it's seven months old now. I can also tell that you're very passionate about your games yeah. and, and, and doing the opening and just putting all your passion into it. Is this true, or did I read that wrong? I, I mean, I definitely drank the Kool-Aid on the Escape Room <laughs> world, and it is a true passion. So yes, I like trapping people in the woods for a living. Where did you do your first one, or why did you get started with doing escape rooms? Um, my first escape room was actually in Austin. It was while I was in the military. There's nothing to do when you're out in the middle of, like, West Texas. So we went to Austin, played an escape room, got addicted, and then I got stationed in Augusta, Georgia, where there is still absolutely nothing to do except <laughs> play escape rooms. Oh. So I cut my teeth over there, and now I'm 83 games in and an escape room owner. So one of the things I, I loved seeing was your intro speech and your passion there really comes through and everything. What, uh, it was really well-timed, actually. You had, like, music and everything, and you timed it to that. And oh. Yeah, sorry, I'm interrupting. That was, like, was that on purpose? So it was really cool. She was doing her speech, and then when she got to a particular part, the soundtrack changed. And like, what? How did you time that exactly? You, it might have been by accident, but it was pretty impressive. You'll never know. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let it get back to Mad Pants. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that that's something that you really love to do as well, is put all that effort into your, into your intros. I have zero acting background, um, <laughs> but one of the things that's part of my vision for an escape room is having that immersive experience. So I am 100% passionate, and I actually have game masters with professional theatrical experience, so I feel really intimidated by them. <laughs> but um, they, they always ask, do you have theater experience? And no, but I love it. So, yeah. Well, you were very engaging, so well, yeah. <laughs> Anything? Unfortunately, the things I want to say because we did a magic room and there are some elements in the magic room that I really enjoyed. I haven't seen in other magic rooms are not common. Not that I've done a lot, but I did enjoy it, but I can't give spoilers out. So, so, so it was great to see those, Christy. <laughs> I'm glad that there's a unique element that the Room Escape Divas haven't played yet. Yay! And do you have, I couldn't remember earlier, do you have other rooms in the works or are you, are you just... Keeping keeping steady with the ones you have right now. Um, we have three currently, but we will be announcing our fourth one next week. Yeah, well, that's very exciting. Well, thank you so much for having us, and we really we really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much. It was my pleasure, genuinely. And if people would like to find you online to do some of their own bookings, where can they go? To www.goescapeartist.com. Nice. Okay. Well, thanks very much. We are at the end. It is now the night before we get on the plane, going back, going back home. We are done our trip of 16 escape rooms. Now we know for a lot of people out there, that's not a lot. 16 escape rooms in three days. That's not a lot to, you know, f you know, to the world record keepers that are 22 escape rooms in 24 hours and here. 
we did 16 in three and a half days. That's like nothing to some people. But for us, I woke up a lot because there's I was I was drinking lots of water and I had to go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So you know, it was just it was just there was just a lot of not no sleep happening. But here we are, exhausted, but we had a good time. Now I'm thinking to myself, what could we talk about? Because you didn't hear about the last few episodes, the last few escape rooms. And I figured we would talk about first our experience this morning. <laughs> so that I can rant. And then we can end on a good thing. That's a good idea. So I just took the mic. And I checked to see that it was on. And what we did this morning, what are you, What was it even called? Quest Factor? Quest Factor, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Quest Factor. National Treasure. Now, the room actually looked really good. There were a lot of aspects of this room that were really nice. There were some feedback mechanisms in there that I liked. There were props in there that I liked. There were a lot of things in there that were really cool. But then it was completely marred by a lockout mechanism. <laughs> and then and then it just it just made me so upset. And yeah, I'll tell you why it made me upset. Wow, a suddenly burst of energy. <laughs> because there are four answers we had to put in. Four things. And then we had to submit this answer. And we had three tries. And then if we messed up, then we'd lock out for two minutes. And every time we messed up after three tries, then it'd be, they would increment how long it would lock you out for. Mm -hmm. The first thing we needed to enter in was a number. The number wasn't super clear. I mean, after we found out what it had to be, that was fine. But, you know, at the time when we first saw this computer, it could have been, there were a couple of choices what that number could be. But that's not what I had a big beef about. It was the fact that we actually did not know whether or not we had to put it in as a digit, a numeral, or spell it out, or even in Roman numerals, because we found the number in Roman numerals for in, in the end, right? So that's like three things it could be. The second one was a name. Was it the was it the whole name? Was it the last name? This was a name even with an initial in it. We did not know because they did not say last name of person. They just said name. Third thing was fine. That one was good. We knew what to put in. The fourth thing <laughs> was a choice of two objects. They gave a hint, pointed us to two objects. And now at this point in time, I actually called for a hint because I was not going to enter in and risk a lockout on this. So I called in. And they verified for me. So this was great. So the GM was really nice about this. His name was Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. I don't expect him to listen, but I am very appreciative that he didn't put up a fuss and told us exactly what we needed to know. He told us that we was the digit was fine. He told us the last name was fine. And then when we got to this arbitrary one between one or the other, he said we just have to choose. There were there wasn't a clue that told us which one it was. And I think there was a audible what from the rest of us and man pans wants the mic at this point i think i should describe errol's reaction <laughs> to this <laughs> or perhaps all of us should describe errol's reaction to this as well because even in the way that you 
asked for the clue was pretty hilarious because it wasn't so much like we need a or like it was like okay describe where you are um it was the tone you said we were like we're dealing with some ambiguity here in your puzzles (laughs) to be fair for the very last one i did ask okay it can be one or the other was there a clue we missed that told us which one it was so you know i was i was giving a little bit of credence to the designer that hopefully they clued us on this for a lockout mechanism and then they said then he said no you just have to make a choice yeah so we actually guessed wrong the first time and then the second time we got it but it was such a deflated win because because of that lockout safe and or or lockout mechanism or whatever and the first thing you know the well i'm not gonna okay the gm did ask like how did you guys enjoy it? And Errol's response was, "It was great, except for that stupid computer in the in the corner." <laughs> All of us were like, "Lizette too," was 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 describing. Well, even more so. Yeah, Lizette. Yeah. You want to say what you want to describe? What your reaction to the to the lockout safe? I said I paid for fun. I should get fun. <laughs> I don't things that are unfair are not fun. So Lizette this whole time has been claiming that she's not, uh, she's not a diva or like not. She's totally a diva. Totally a diva. But like, but, but diva in the sense of she can recognize bad design when she sees it now. That one's hard to miss. <laughs> she just said that one's hard to miss. <laughs> so yeah, she's uh, yeah. So she was she was also reacting badly, and we we all were. At which point, Errol started ranting at at the poor GM again, and we should have an Errol rants at GM account going going out of these bad rooms. And I kind of said everything was fine except for that one last puzzle, but it wasn't exactly really true because there was a little bit of there was a lot of ambiguity throughout the room. And, but at the same time, I could have lived with that ambiguity. You know, we had one, there's one point in time we got a grill and we didn't know exactly, the grill was on a, was square. So that means four sides, but then we also didn't know which side. So that was technically eight orientations and I would have let that go. It was like, okay, eventually we'll find it. I'm not that big of a stickler when it comes to these things. And and it didn't, but you know, it, and it didn't have to go into a lockout mechanism, so that's why I was fine. The but, uh, and then there was another puzzle that involved shapes, but then they used the same shapes for another puzzle, and I think, why would you do that? Why why have so many puzzles based on the exact same shapes, but they're not related? Oh, yeah. And then, so the clues goes to one, but not the other. And it's like, uh, why not use something else? So just, uh, anyway. But actually, no, I think there was, there was another thing that was ambiguous. Oh, yeah, because we were getting numbers and we weren't really too sure where to put them in. They weren't really clued. But other than that... Other than that, actually, there were some aspects of it that were really nice. The props in the in in this room were gorgeous. I loved the props in the room. It made me feel like you know we were trying to you know steal the Declaration of Independence, kind of. 
No, yeah, some of the props are really impressive. And oh, no, something. Like and then another thing that made me upset <laughs> that like, uh, uh, sorry, not, there was a lot of things in the dark, and I oh. I couldn't tell if we were supposed to wait for more lights to come on or if they were expecting us to do things in the dark. And in the end, they were expecting us to do things in the dark. And it was like, oh, but it's not like it's. Oh my goodness, it was so dark. We should get we should get Margot's take on this. What did you think, Margot? Well, I was pretty excited to do it because I like the National Treasure movies. I like, uh, yeah, I like the way they are like a, an escape game, basically. Uh, so I was I was thrilled to see some of those aspects in the room, and uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I like the the look of the room when we first entered, and uh, and then the reveals. But yeah, there were some <laughs> when I when they when we found out it was a, a lockout. Uh, I was just thinking that you guys were going to definitely have words about that <laughs> at the end of at the end of it. I was like, oh, well, this is not going to go well <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to be very unhappy about this part. And then the fact that, yeah, there were three of those things that were, and could have gone very many ways. And it was hard to kind of, mm -hmm. you know, figure out which one it was. And and on top of it, having the GM tell us right out that one of them, we just had to guess yeah. uh, which one. That that was not fair. And I don't think that's, uh, that's appropriate game design. I don't think we like that in a game. So yeah, the rest of it though, yeah, and the uh, there's one part that was very dark. I agree, and it made searching even more difficult uh, in that room. And the fact that we actually found something in that room was actually a miracle, <laughs> given how poorly we've been searching in brightly lit rooms. Oh, we should talk about search fails. So this is now going. We're, we we complained about this room. That's we're gone. We're not going to complain about it anymore. We're going to complain about us because we we there the search fails were phenomenal. How bad we failed! It was like Lizette actually saved us in a lot of aspects throughout the room. There was one room that we did, and actually we have a picture with Christine of uh, escape artist. And we did her room spellstruck, which was actually there. I think I talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Anyway, there was a search fail that we did. I hope it's not a spoiler. It shouldn't be. Basically, we just didn't open something yeah. that was not locked. <laughs> and we were we were wandering about for five minutes, not knowing what on earth to do. And then Lizette, Lizette found it. And it's like, oh, oh, this opens. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> So that was our first search fail. It wasn't that big of a deal because I have failed hard like on opening drawers. I've, I'm really good now at opening center drawers. But then came our second fail. And this was at uh, the wonderful Locurio. And, ah, man pans can explain it. Or maybe Margot can explain it because she, she's the one that failed the most. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Errol just almost broke the chair in the hotel room. Okay. <laughs> so, I w without giving any spoilers, basically we were trying to solve a puzzle, trying to solve a puzzle, trying to solve a puzzle. And finally... And we knew what we were looking for. We knew what we were looking for. We fully knew the object that was going to match with something else. And so we were like, the shape of it, the 
even the, the color of it and and how yeah big size of it and finally and and we'll discuss Lucario more but um finally we get a hint for for it and it was it's they they judge when you should get hints if you've been spending too long on something and as the hint is coming in on on our device and we're reading it out um Margo is looking around and suddenly sees the object and it is in fully plain sight and not not cleverly hidden not like not you know like it it's just it's just there it's been there the whole time not one of us has picked it up even knowing what the object looks like we're looking for an object that looks just like this and the object that's just like this that's just basically in the middle of the room is just nobody nobody noticed it and margo noticed it in that in that moment yeah no the the minute manpan started reading the hint out loud my eyes were right on it like i was looking directly at it and as soon as she finished saying what it was i kind of pointed at it and go oh like that and yes everybody looked and went oh god and I think if any of you are Doctor Who fans, it's like a perception filter. It's almost like our eyes did not want to lay, like, look at it. It was shocking because as soon as I saw it, it stuck out like a sore thumb. That was the problem. And I, we couldn't believe how much we failed. And I mostly said that Margot fails most of it because she was looking for it. I didn't know we had because I don't read things in rooms. I'm really bad at reading things in rooms, as people know. And I just find things and I give it to Mad Pants, who's doing all the reading, right? And so I didn't know what we were looking for. But, you know, it, it, it's just as much as our fault as anybody else's because we knew we had to find something. But we didn't even touch this thing. It's not like we kind of look, overlooked it and then put it back. No. <laughs> it's just not completely. We had a wonderful time, though. Uh, look curio, but Man Pans looks like she wants to say one last thing. Oh, do you want to talk about playing with randoms? Oh, we can talk about playing with randoms. Oh, no, we don't have to edit it out. We don't like playing with randoms. <laughs> now that we, we did a room, and there were 12 of us. That was a lot of people. There are five of us, there's a five of my team, and then seven of theirs. So we we're, uh, so it's not like, you know, the random two people amongst a group, you know, now we were kind of evenly split between two large groups in this one room. So this was at Hourglass Escapes and it was their Egyptian themed room. I can't remember the name of it. Mummy Madness or something. Pharaoh's Curse. Pharaoh's Curse. Anyway, the room the room was cool actually. It had some cool aspects to it, but it kind of, okay, it was called the Mad Pharaoh, but it kind of reiterated for us or just cemented for us that we really don't like playing with randoms. And not that they were useless in the room. They were not. They were perfectly fine. They solved well. They But the thing is, is that we were very much like our group and their group. And occasionally... The, the communication was a lot harder. And I don't know, in my opinion, that doesn't necessarily up the difficulty. It just ups the tedium um, because we had to try to communicate with each other 
And it, it was just, I don't know, not only that, it was just so much more chaotic. When you have that many people in a room, it feels so chaotic and so scattered and everybody's working on something else. No one's really keeping track of what's getting done, what's not getting done, who needs help with this, who needs help with that, who's holding a clue that hasn't been used, but somebody else is working on the puzzle that clue goes with. And it just, it makes things a lot more frustrating and... And again, they especially when you don't have a leader. Especially when you don't have a leader, it's like and again, it's one of those like it, I don't feel like it's team building. It's just because to build a team, you need to play more than once, and you can't get that with randoms. And you could tell that they were a little bit annoyed. Well, okay, shame on us. We were late. Uh, this was. Huge shame on us. We were late to the escape room. We weren't paying attention to the time and we were running and we ran into traffic. So it was, uh, you know, that was, that was our bad, but they were a little bit, you know, we weren't really the moment that the room ended, there wasn't this great team bonding thing that happened. Let's all take a picture together. We took separate pictures. <laughs> we, we went our separate ways. We did like chat with them a little bit. Oh, you're from here. Oh, you're doing this. But yeah, I just I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, and then we would have been the bad randoms because we were late. Yeah. So, and that was our fault. So, you know, I'm not blaming anybody for that except us. We weren't Errol early. But, you know, we, I think we've been doing a lot of rooms and we needed to eat somewhere in there. And so we did eat and we, we didn't get the food quick enough. And then we ran into traffic. We should have eaten closer to the yeah. place that's probably what that that was a, so later on we've been made sure we did anyway so that made us the bad randoms we were horrible randoms yeah us canadians coming in there <laughs> anyway so the room was cool and so we're not we're not trying to be down on the room there's actually oh, if it was just a few of us actually there are many aspects of that room i actually really liked yeah. and i can see without even without doing a, a lot of things in the room there's there were there were there were the cool mechanic of this room i i enjoyed and it made me feel like uh some of those anyway i don't want to give spoilers so i'll just stop i'm tired i can't speak so you must forgive me but i did like some things and if you ever talk to me in person i can say why i guess we can talk about lacurio the cool thing is too that justin joined us for a lot of these rooms when it was when we were at epic team adventures justin was there did we get Justin talking? I know people who are listening to this are thinking to themselves, well, yeah, we just heard it. But we actually, it feels, even though it's only been two days, it feels like two weeks. We are so tired. It is wild. It's like it seemed so long ago that it happened. And it's been great because Justin has been with us and he's been in rooms. He's actually, for the most part, been in rooms watching us. He wasn't even playing. He was just experiencing what it's too bad we couldn't even have him here so that he could talk about what it was like watching other people play the room. And so he was there for most of it for Epic Team Adventures. Uh, he did play a few, but then he was there for Lucurio to watch us close, both play The Vanishing Act, which is one of his favorites because it's one of the first ones he's done. And then also uh, Story Keeper. No, it was really it was it was cool to have him around because he had played them before, so it was neat to get his perspective on the rooms from when he played them as well. He apparently had a ball watching us 
uh, bumble around the room and watching us interact and and react to the different wow moments that happened in all of these rooms. Um, Locurio was the one that we'd been looking forward to for the whole trip, and it was absolutely worth it. It was really cool. We did the vanishing act first, which was uh, their older room, and it's been around four years, I think Carol was saying. Yeah, around four years. And... It was a lot of fun, and you know that w- that was the one where we had the horrible, horrible <laughs> search fail. But right away, you could tell like a lot of thought had been put into the integration of story with puzzles. The overall experience felt uh, more complete. Uh, the 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 in like a lot of thought was put into the intros. A lot of thought was put into the hint systems, um, the, and and a lot of thought was put into the puzzles as well. The one thing about look, Vanishing Act is that I we could tell that it was an older escape because we saw puzzles that we have seen before in a lot of other escape rooms in and around that same time. So actually there were a couple there that I hadn't seen, which was really cool to see. I was actually shocked myself because like, oh, I'm shocked I haven't seen this puzzle before. But I there were other aspects is like, you know, oh yeah, I'm I'm familiar with this. And so I, I think I could tell from the age and maybe it I had it just says something when you've been uh, said something about the industry because you can tell the type of puzzle it is. Although for some reason, blacklight never seems to get old with anybody. <laughs> I don't know what, what that means. Not to say that there is a lot of blacklight use in these in these rooms, not at all. But I'm just trying to I'm just you know just strikes me as like for some reason that blacklight never gets old with people. Uh, but blacklight does. I've seen it used to good use. Actually, you know they did blacklight quite well in that. Uh, quest factor room i was quite happy with how that was done there it got one thing right no it did get other i hated that computer puzzle so much anyway getting back to lucurio i I am so for me vanishing act was fun but it it felt like something i had seen before only because i could tell its age the other one we did storyteller it's called storyteller right this uh storykeeper Story Keeper. So it's called... I have no idea. I can't remember it. Okay. So we're, we're tired. But the other one we did, their newer room, that's probably... That's definitely, I think, everyone's favorite of the trip. And the problem with us talking about Story Keeper is that there'll be too many spoilers. But for me personally, it was a complete package that hit all my personal preferences and biases that I like in a room. So, so, so the only thing I can really talk about, cause there's, there's a lot of things in there that, you know, I, when I talk to other owners, I don't tell them what my personal preferences are. Cause you shouldn't try to hit my personal preferences, but this one hit lots of them. <laughs> um, there were some parts of it that I liked. For example, they had a great opening. The hint system was brilliant. Yes. Loved the hint system. And there were things about, oh, the puzzles, the puzzles. I loved some of the puzzles cause some of them were were difficult that I liked, and a, and a great there were some great ahas there, and I loved a lot of the puzzles in 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 Storykeeper. So it was a joy. It was it was a beautiful whimsical game that I personally adored when I played, and there are more reasons why, but I don't want to give spoilers. So 
So kudos, kudos to to Summer and Nate. Actually, my, I like their GMs. I feel sorry for our GMs because oh, <laughs> they had to deal with us. But you know, uh, Projectile, who actually does our puzzle, who's done the Cryptex hunt, I was so happy to meet him because he was one of our GMs, and and also Kenneth, he was there too. Anyway, so it was it was great. Anyway, I'll let somebody else talk about it. Yeah, just without spoiling anything, Errol was enthusiastic in the room, and the GMs had to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, the set design was amazing. This one, as Errol said, for me, the same thing. It was a complete package in, in ways that, you know, other escape rooms that have different aspects that are really strong, but don't quite meet all of all of the points for one it had a beginning a middle and an end it felt like a complete story the hint system um was tied into that story the puzzles were tied into that story uh you know it was there was a good mix of of some task-based things and some aha things and there was some great actually this was a room that made great use of teamwork actually in a non-tedious way and it wasn't i'm sorry i'm i'm not i just it it wasn't like telling someone to you know i'm no i won't i won't get into spoilers for other rooms that i don't like but <laughs> uh but it wasn't it, i just find those can be tedious when it's a bunch of people yelling directions at somebody and yet this one wasn't it kind of hit the sweet spot for for that um there were yeah as errol said these these were uh these puzzles are definitely on the more difficult side i found that for seattle in general or at least for the rooms that we played things were things were geared towards more difficult but these ones especially and i can see other teams struggling with it but the hint system again was was it was, but it was fair difficulty. It was the kind of puzzles where you hear the answer and then you go, oh, and you think, oh, that's clever. I would never have gotten that, but that's clever. <laughs> As opposed to, oh, what? So, yeah. And, and yeah, the theme was just whimsical and wonderful. And yeah, but we can't, we can't say anything else. But yeah, Margot. Yeah, well, I'll say one thing that without giving any spoilers, but there was one, one aspect, there was one um, puzzle that I, when I saw what it was going to do, I got very excited. And I didn't even bother to tell anybody what no. what I was doing because I was so excited about what was happening. I'm going to interrupt. It's true because all of a sudden Margot disappeared. <laughs> and I found remnants of a puzzle sitting there and I picked them up and Margot comes back. Don't, don't touch those. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I put them back and then she ran off again. <laughs> Okay, there, there was that one, but there was the other oh, one. There was another one. There was oh. another one earlier on. Yeah, yeah. I eventually needed Manpans to come and help me with oh, it. That one, that one. Yeah, but at the beginning when I first saw it and I started doing it, I was just so excited about it because I really liked the idea of it, and I hadn't seen something like that before. Uh, and it kind of, it kind of. Well, I won't say anything about what it made me think of, but anyways, it. I just really liked the how it happened and then especially at the end when I got stuck at the end and I realized I needed somebody else to help me and I thought that was a really great way of getting like people to kind of come and help you with the puzzle without actually making it like yeah you need you know to all join hands kind of thing mm -hmm. you know make it that obvious but it was a very interesting way of yeah I think if anybody wants to see ask 
for more specifics, you really should talk to Justin Nevins because he would give you his opinion of what we were like in the room. Lizette, what did you think? I liked it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you didn't like it? No, I liked it. I'm trying to think of the thing that I was going to explain that I thought was was really good, and now I, it's gone from my brain. Oh, okay. So the, the part that I liked, when you talk about teamwork, it's not that it was teamwork. It's that it really, you there were there were puzzles that if someone had a different perspective, you'd have three... Okay, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> there was a puzzle that each member, except for me, contributed in a way that that wasn't that was just because they all had a different perspective, and it just someone noticed one thing, and the other person went, "Oh, cool!" But then they noticed another thing, and, and then someone else would go, "Oh, cool!" But hey, I noticed this, so they all noticed three completely separate things that all came together to make the puzzle um, solvable. So I just thought that was cool because that was just organic. There was no, you know, play as a team. No, it was just, hey, they, their little strengths work together for good. <laughs> and it wasn't them coming together with their superpowers, but I think that would be a good escape room. Yeah, overall, it's it's a, it's the kind of room I keep thinking about. Just the little the little touches here and there that made it more, especially narrative wise, that contributed to feeling like you're in a world. And you know, when I say like solid set, you know, no, it's it's not thirteenth gate level of amazing set, but it's a really solid set, and they really use their space well. Um, it still makes you feel like you're in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right down to like the atmosphere, the atmospheric sounds, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So overall, Locurio, absolutely go see it. It's a it's one of the musts for escape rooms. So yeah, it's crazy how intense that last three days was. Like we we did we did sixteen rooms in three days. Which is pretty great. I mean, it's no 22 rooms in one day <laughs> for the Guinness World Book record holders, but uh, it was it was still pretty intense. And there was a ton of people in Seattle that we got to meet up with. That was awesome. And Vancouver, I'm sorry, and Vancouver, yeah. So you heard early in the podcast, we, we met up with Brian of Pandora's Locks. We did play those today as well. We had a ton of fun, ton of fun there. Um, we played... Oh, yeah. And the GMs. Do we have their names? Crap. Giselle and Michelle. Giselle and Michelle. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, I wish I'd been less tired while all that was going on. No. So, yeah, Giselle and Michelle, the GMs, were very, very cool. They were very accommodating. Errol wants the mic. Actually, what was really cool is it seems that like when we were talking to Brian, I don't know if Brian mentioned this before, but all of his staff are aware of how raspberry pies work in case they need to fix things in the room. So it seems that he trains his staff uh, very, uh, very thoroughly so that if anything goes wrong, any one of his staff will be able to fix it as opposed to them always just calling him all the time, which is pretty impressive. You need to have a strong skill set to work at his rooms. And indeed, there was something that was going wrong today. And indeed, they did fix it before we got into the room, which 
that's great. Yeah, they did, and they didn't. They weren't panicking about it. They were just like, oh, you know, we'll have to reorder the rooms. We're just fixing something right now, and they managed it really well. So, thanks. There was an eighties room, so of course they all had fun. Yes, <laughs> you solved puzzles. All he did was sing. Okay, there you go. He didn't just sing. He solved things, too. Um, so, yes, thank you very much, Giselle and Michelle, for, for being awesome GMs today. Also, shout out to the enthusiasts who joined us in Seattle. So there was John and Dina, whom we met on the Slack, and who came... And Evan and their son Evan, who uh, came to play at Epic Team Adventures with us, they they were really great. We, Evan, gosh, he was our savior in the room. Sometimes he, you know, did all these puzzles and was really eager to do them too. So if we needed a really energetic person to run around, that was Evan. Because we weren't energetic. <laughs> no. By the end of it, what what was that? Was that our? Was that the last? No, that was the second last room or th- third last room. We were so not energetic. Oh my goodness, we were tired. That was great, but the GMs there were so nice. Yeah, they were amazing. Amber, Amber and Jess, Jesse, Jessica. Yeah. Yes, they and it was mostly Amber took us through some of the rooms, and. And it was great that Jennifer, one of the owners of Epic Team Adventures, uh, made uh, made that possible for us. Oh, it was great! She also like booked the conference room so that we could have dinner. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that was really nice. That was amazing. Oh, and then I had these spring rolls. Oh. It was like <laughs> Vietnamese spring rolls. spring rolls, which were amazing. Oh my goodness, they were like crunchy pork. I was like, what? I've never these are anyway. Sorry, we don't need to know about the spring rolls. Oh, but then I introduced these people to... Oh, I already said this. Thai iced tea. Yeah. I already told yeah. you. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and get Errol off the food train. Uh, also, to Emil and his wife, Michelle. Emil is an enthusiast who we met through through our podcast, actually. And he emailed us when he heard we were going to Seattle. So we got to meet him, play, with, play games, and, and eat food, including the awesome spring rolls. So... Good on that. Errol's fading, so we should... We met Julie. We met Julie, Justin and Julie. So Justin, uh, Julie is Justin Nevin's wife, and yeah. It... Justin is Julie's husband. Justin is Julie's husband. Okay. <laughs> They're married. They are a married couple. Oh, is she in public health? Oh, I didn't know that. Anyway, she was super nice. I think she picked up the food for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think she did. And she played the rooms with us, played rooms with us as well, and is just awesome to have in the room. Justin, who just seemed to, who did a lot of, who helped organize the trip, actually, on the Seattle side, and find the rooms and gave us the curated list to, you know, to play. And then we went for Mexican food, and then I got horchata. (laughs) I was so happy, because I can't seem to find horchata in Canada. But it was... Oh, yeah. Nobody knew what it was, but that's okay. I was happy myself. Cool. And of course, we did Hourglass, but we only got Seth's name. I don't, we didn't, because because we were bad randoms and were late, we did not get the two names of our game masters who were super accommodating. They were probably cursing us in in their minds but they're very polite to us and and tried to make the best of our lateness so 
Oh, huge thanks to those two whose names we didn't even get, but they were very nice. Amanda's looking really guilty now. No, you're not guilty about being late? Oh, Amanda. <laughs> you know, the cool thing is, the great thing is, there's the four of us. There's Margot, Lizette, Man Pans, and I, and we laughed an awful lot. I think that has to be the best thing, just the amount of laughing. Although I was telling a joke in the car, and then Lizette, Lizette, she just told the punchline. It was horrible. It was, I was so excited to tell my joke, and then Lizette just like, ah, this is the punchline. But that's because she thought I already told them, because she thought I was one of those losers that tell the same joke over and over again. And sure, I do that, but not this time. So we'd also like to do a shout out to the team at Locurio. <laughs> Nate, Kenneth, uh, Tad, and, uh, oh, Nate, Kenneth, Tad, Mike. Mike. Yes. Projecto. Can't, projecto. Can't forget them. Again, thank you so much for, for hosting us and for for being awesome GMs, for putting up for the, with Errol's enthusiasm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> um anyone else? Harrison. Harrison. So thank you to Oh yeah, Harrison and Russell. Uh I think we already said We said Russell. Poor Russell. Poor Russell. And shout out to Christine. Uh, yeah, so Harrison was at Quest, the one that where Errol yelled about the computer. Yeah. Uh, you were aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> emphatic. Yes, emphatic. Yeah. Um, for for you know being patient with with all that. It's hard to hear criticism, especially when you're not the one who designed it. Um, <laughs> and to Christine, yeah, as we said, to Christine. And yeah, we had an amazing trip. And of course, to Lizette, who organized this whole darn thing. She's my sister. Yeah. You may remember from a podcast. Remember we had a podcast yeah. with Lizette? Yeah. Popular podcast. <laughs> well, you don't remember this podcast? Wow. 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 You honestly don't remember the podcast we had with you. Oh my goodness. Oh, for pity's sake. No, we're not kidding you. I've heard it. Yeah. It's it was from our it was from our early, early days and it was a really crappy quality Skype call that we managed to cobble together and no, don't be sorry. It's, it's called interviews with doctors. <laughs> are you t are you screwing with me? Because I no, really no, have no. no memory of this. <laughs> so you're not talking about Mike and his podcast, no. right? Because no. I remember being on Mike's podcast. <laughs> okay, why why would you have me on your podcast? Oh, for yeah, actually, we continually ask ourselves the same question. <laughs> What? I think you actually said the same thing when we first asked you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, did you find. You go find no, that no. podcast. Or gonna no, but it was, it. it was a lot of like. It was a lot of you interrupting yourself and being like, I don't know what to say. Why am I on here? <laughs> I have no memory of this. 
no. You may blocked out the trauma. Anyway, thank you, Lizette, because we had lots of fun and and you organized everything. And thank you, Margot, for coming with us too, because we kind of just. I think Errol just told you, come with us, Margot, and and then it happened, and then it was awesome. So yeah, we oh man, we should go to bed because it's late and we have an 8 a.m. flight tomorrow and then it's back to real life and no more escapes and stuff and such but we're gonna make this a trip every year trips Yay. yeah this is gonna happen this <laughs> was gonna happen Pilber- pilgrimage to a new city every year <laughs> anyway thank you so much guys hope you enjoyed joining us on our travels this time and we will catch you all later Oh, yeah, I got to do the outro. Oh, man, I'm out of practice. Do you, do you ever ask for feedback? Like, hey, tell us what city we should go next time. Yeah, tell us what city we should go to. With We have thoughts, but, you know, if there's a city where a lot of happening things are going on in the escape community, we'd love to hear about it. Here we go. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas oh, at gmail.com. Stop, 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 oh, stop. I found it. In between noob and indu- That's what it was. Uh, this was back October 6, 2016, but I didn't put numbers here, so I don't know what number it was. This is like near the beginning, though. Wow. You, you, Lizette's worried that she sounds like a user, loser. There you go. Yeah, it was about when, because it was because you were between being a newbie and an enthusiast and the experience of like, you know, being too diva-ish for a newbie, but you know, not quite being a super enthusiast yet. I think you're a diva now. The way, yeah, I do. The way, yeah, some of the criticisms was very like, you know, anyway. Email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. <laughs> we love getting emails. And if you go to Facebook, uh, click the like button on the Room Escape Divas Facebook page. And if you're using the hash- Twitters, use the hashtag R-E-Divas. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.